Hey everyone, it's Sarah. I just wanted to quickly give a warning about this episode. We are going to be talking about suicide in great detail with the show that we're doing. So if that triggers you, I suggest either not listening to the episode as a whole, but if you're really sensitive to particular scenes of suicide, I will have skipping times down in the show notes. So if that freaks you out, just know that that is there for you. All right, enjoy the episode. Well, Bailey, let's take a look at some of the homosexual artifacts I dug up. Can I have some? (gasps) Yes. (laughs) No, (laughs) Welcome to Be Gay Do Crimes. I'm Sarah. I'm Bailey. Hello! Hi! (laughs) So, um, we're doing Heather's, the TV show. Yikes. We're only doing the first two episodes because I cannot do the whole show because that would be an hour long because I have so much that I hate about this show. So much. I love it. You've never even seen it. You hate it, so I love it. You would hate it. It's so offensive. Oh, never mind. Um, okay, so we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right in. Heather's the TV show came out in 2018 on Paramount. Now, since we're gonna be comparing the movie and show, uh, we're gonna be using the movie synopsis. So, Bailey, go ahead and read it for us. Okay, Veronica is part of the most popular clique at her high school, but she disapproves of the other girls' cruel behavior. When Veronica and her new boyfriend, J.D., confront the clique leader, Heather Chandler, (laughs) and accidentally poison her, they make it appear as a suicide. As soon as Veronica realizes that J.D. is intentionally killing students he doesn't like, she races to stop J.D. while also clashing with the clique's new leader, Heather Duke. (laughs) Alright. Okay, so now as we <laughs> as we usually do, we're going to go over some actors from the show. Uh, we'll do this, we'll do some this time, and then we'll do some more in the next few episodes. So, Veronica is played by Grace Victoria Cox. She's known Cox. for the sh- Shut up. <laughs> She's known Sorry. for the show Under the Dome, which my cousin was actually, um, I think, a producer on, which is cool. And I know we're was uh filmed um she also played carol duranch in the ted bundy movie with zach efron that has too long of a title for me to say um i'm just gonna say it that movie aggravated the crap out of me that movie had me ask the question that i never thought i would ask and that's did ted ted bundy do it did he kill those people And the answer is yes, but it made me think it might not be the truth, and I don't appreciate that because he was awful. But, 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 Zac Efron. Fair. You know who I think would have played him really well? Played Ted Bundy really well? Joe from Yeah, uh, Penn Badgley. I honestly find him more attractive. (laughs) More attractive than (laughs) Zac 
<laughs> so true. <laughs> Not to mention, I don't know if I told you this, but honestly, I think the girl who plays Love and the guy who plays Joe would be so cute in a rom-com together. Because they have genuine chemistry. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to continue. Speaking of you, JD is played by James Scully. Now, this show is what really put him on the map. After this, he had a main role as Forty Quinn in the second season of the psychological thriller You. I absolutely loved Forty. As um, you should. I was really disappointed in how uh, little he was in the third season. But he is in one episode, and it's a weird episode, but, you know. Um, wasn't he? Yeah, he died. You'll see oh. why he's in the third season. It's weird. Okay. Um, okay. Um, That's kind of a spoiler. Next is Melanie Field as Heather Chandler. Once again, this show helped her get famous. Then she was a part of the main cast of a show called Florida Girls, then she was also in season two of You, where she played Sunrise. She was the one that had the baby named Candle, and then got married to uh, Love's friend Lucy at the gay wedding in the last episode. Love that. And the murderers just ruined the gay's wedding, and that's not acceptable. I think they're homophobic. Wow. Love is definitely not a bi icon. A bicon. <laughs> what? Love is a bicon. She actually is. <gasps> For real? That's not a spoiler. Um, nothing I said, nothing. <gasps> oh, yeah, doesn't she, like, with a group of people? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not gonna disclose that information. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, she was also in the main cast of the show, The Alienist, Angel of Darkness. So, next is Brendan Scannell? Scannell? I don't know how to say his name. But he plays Heather Duke. From everything I saw, Brendan uses he, him pronouns. Please correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, please let me know on our Instagram post or Twitter post. If I make a Twitter post. Uh. So, his first role was as Evan in a short film for Sandy Hook Promise, a nonprofit to help in gun violence named after the Sandy Hook Elementary School that had a terrible sh- shooting that um, you've at least heard of. Um, but he's most known for Heather's and his role as Pete in the Netflix show Bonding. I have not I seen that show. That. Yeah, I I've been wanting to watch that. Um, then we have Jasmine Matthews as Heather McNamara. She also got famous from this. She, and then she played Heather... In the show Sweet Bitter, she played Rachel Hall in seven episodes of The Rookie, which my parents love that show, and Lieutenant Hart in The The Tomorrow War, which came out in 2021. We also have Shannon Doherty, who played Heather Duke in the movie. Um, In the show, she's playing JD's mother. So she is the first face that we see in the show. Um, so, as I said, we will do some more names, uh, next time. Okay. So, now let's get into the discussion portion where I talk about the show. Um, I wrote notes on the show and Bailey watched the movie and took notes on that. 
Um, from what I, from what they told me, they have a very, like, extensive list of quotes. <laughs> Might be longer than half of my assignments for school, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, now, I already warned you, but I'll say this again, that this, uh, podcast episode will have many mentions of suicide. Please keep that in mind. I'll have, uh, skip time in the show notes for a particular scene. Okay, let's start. So we start with Que Sera Sera playing, which is how they started the movie as well. I fucking love that song. Wow, I agree. It's a great song. <laughs> Fun fact, did you know that the original version wasn't allowed to be used because the artist didn't like that they used profanity in the movie? Mhm. So they had someone else record it. But it was also the 80s. It was a different time. But now who doesn't swear on you? <laughs> okay. Shows? Um, and some text tells us that this was eight years ago from, like, where the main story takes place. There's a nice set table with a bunch of, like, really good food, like, turkey, like a very Thanksgiving feast. Um, in the bedroom, we see a can of gas... A woman opens a drawer that has some matches called Hot Probs, which was the name of the radio show in the movie. There's also a gun. Then a car pulls into the driveway, and the house is burning. The dad gets out as this same woman walks out to the balcony. She waves at the little boy, and he waves back. Then she puts the gun under her chin, and it cuts to the boy, and she pulls the trigger. And that 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 was uh, Shannon Doherty as JD's mom. So yeah, that little boy is JD. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, so then after the annoying theme song that's garbage, uh, we cut to Veronica Sawyer as she arrives at school. She sees that the sign at the front of the school has a Kim. Or not Kim. Chloe Kardashian quote. Like, really? Oh, Veronica rolls her eyes and goes inside where there are four metal, metal detectors. Red, yellow, blue, and green. Lovely. We know those colors. Same colors as the Heathers and Veronica. I almost said Heathers and Veronicas. There's multiple Veronicas, Bailey. They're all me. <laughs> Uh, Veronica narrates with a diary entry like in the movie. She talks about the lunchtime poll topic. Something from the movie. But yesterday's poll was, who are you? She says that everyone had an answer. Jocks said brave. Gay nerds said they're true. And the slut table said open. As I said in my notes, ew. Because honestly, ew. But my answer is your mom. And you not suck. Sarah's mom. She's nice. Not Sarah's mom. She's nice. No, Everybody she's else's not. mom. Oh. She's nice to you. Yeah, she's an angel. But Veronica says she doesn't know who she is, which is okay. I don't exactly know who I am. But Heather Chandler answered for her. Quote, she said I was once a basic cable bitch. But now with her help... I'm actually really just, end quote. Also, yeah, um, how very became just. Like, how just. Ew. Which, 
I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Veronica meets with Miss Fleming, who asks, Who is Veronica Sawyer? Veronica once again says she doesn't know. And she also says she's a good person, which reminds me of the musical. I believe I'm a good person. You know, I think I, I, I believe that there's good in everyone, but here we are. First day of senior year. And uh, I look around at these kids that I've known all my life and I ask myself, what happened? What happened? You were late. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll never speak again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate you. Miss um, Fleming says good person isn't good enough when trying to get into Ivy Leagues. She says they need to know her brand. What makes Veronica, Veronica? I'd also like to say that we will see that Fleming is very unlikable in this show. She's a bit much in the movie and more so in the musical, but she's so bad in the show. I want to... I love her in the musical. I punch it's her. <laughs> shine, shine, shine a light on your deepest fears. Let in sunlight now and your pain will disappear. Who wants to share what's in there? <laughs> okay, we're done. My name's Pauline. I live alone. My husband left. My kids are grown. <laughs> in the, the 60s, 60s love, was, love was, free. was free. That did not work out well for me. The revolution came and went. Came and went. Oh, something, something, something. Ah. I joined the cold cut off my, my hair. hair. Something, something, but God, God's not there. So, Steve, I'm ending our I'm affair. Ending affair. And I faked it. Which also, I didn't know that meant uh, faking an orgasm. I thought she meant, like, faking... It makes more sense because in one production, she's like, I'm sorry to say this in front of your kids, Steve, but I faked it every time. And everyone's like, oh, (laughs) get burned. (laughs) Okay. So, also, I apologize if you can hear Fred in the background. He won't stop kicking rocks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking to you. In the background. Him, Him is a very saucy guy today. Also, I'm getting rid of Fred, by the way. He's a pain in my butt. Anyways. I could be a pain in your butt. Okay, but you're worth it. He's no, not. No, I don't think you understand. Anyways, Veronica <laughs> adds... understand! Veronica <laughs> adds that she's half Jewish, but Fleming tells her that it's not the 80s. Then F- Fleming asks if Veronica is a hermaphrodite, as if colleges care about that, which I doubt they do. But Fleming stresses the importance of the personal essay and said they need to know who she is. And Veronica makes a very good point by being like, I'm 17, isn't that the point? Fleming tells her no, so Veronica tells her, Veronica Sawyer is literally nothing. And I'm like, we get that. We see you, Veronica. Then... We cut to Veronica opening her locker, and someone is watching her from behind. It's JD! Hi. But first, Betty Finn interrupts. Veronica sees a picture of the two playing croquet. Betty says that Veronica always had to be blue. A kid tells Veronica that Heather Chandler's looking for her, so she leaves Betty. After Betty... After Veronica leaves, Betty says, Even when I wanted to be blue... Betty is not likable in this show. And on the show, she was pretty vibey. What? 
in the movie, she was pretty vibey. Yeah, she's a much bigger part. This kind of does the thing where the musical combined Betty Finn and Martha Dunstock. But there is a character named Shelby Dunstock, but different character. Martha Dunstock in the flesh. Here comes. No, stop. We're not doing it. 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 Okay. Okay. Wow. I done. So the song that plays as the Heathers are introduced is awful. Like it's so bad. I just have to mention that the soundtrack of this show is actual garbage. What song? It's called like Nobody Speak. It's like Nobody Speak. Nobody get choked. I don't know. It it sucks. Um also the crap they're wearing would never fly at my high school. You would get dress coded like that. Bro, they don't even have a dress code at my school. They're just like where would you, you lucky you <clears throat> unless you're fat, then Oh. No. <laughs> at my school then, then Heather Chandler would get dress coded every day. Because, um Heather Chandler is a bigger gal in this show, as you will, as you will see. Fair. I've seen like some of the show, and I was like, "Goddamn!" <laughs> Language. Veronica walks up to them, and Heather Chandler says, "Well, suck my third nipple." Bad. Gross. Gross. Uh, Chandler takes. I'm gonna be referring to them by their last name because it gets confusing. Chandler takes Veronica over to where Ram is sitting, and Kurt sees the girls approach Ram and straight up bounces. He did not want to get involved. He was like, oh, uh, I'm going to (laughs) go. He's like walking through the lunch line. He sees the confrontation and is just like, oh, got to go. Anyways. (laughs) They get mad that Ram is wearing a shirt that says Remington Squaws, which is an offensive Native American thing. Uh, Chandler makes him stand up and takes, and she takes a picture of it. She says that it's offensive and that Dylan Lutz is 116th First Nations peoples. But when Dylan's like, oh, no, it's fine, I don't mind, she yells at him. Like, typical social justice warrior, but okay. (sighs) Chandler makes her, uh, Ram take off the shirt, though. And then... She tells him to ask a girl named Jesus Julie to do anal with him, or she'll post the picture to social media and ruin his chances at a scholarship from Remington, even though it's literally Remington's shirt, so they obviously will not care. Literally. Literally. <gasps> this show frustrates me. It's been 20 minutes, and we're only, like, to, like, first 10 minutes. Ah, this episode's gonna be a pain in the butt to edit. Love you. <sighs> Heather McNamara tries to butt in, but Chandler tells her to shut up. Then Duke tries to do the same, but Chandler tells her that only she can tell Heather to shut up. Uh, this show is very anti-Heather McNamara, and it sucks. Especially because she's a god. Mm, she kind of sucks in this show, but also literally everyone in this show sucks, as you'll see. Just wait till we get to, like, episode, I think it's six. Whichever episode that has the mental hospital thing, that's all I, that's all I will give you. 
Uh, Ram does it and he gets slapped in the face. Veronica leaves and JD approaches. He asks why she hangs out with the Heathers if she hates them. But Veronica tells him that it's high school. Uh, he introduces himself, but Veronica says she knows him. He transferred from Washington after he was kicked out of Jefferson. Sound familiar? Transfer to Washington. Transfer to Jefferson. No one at Westerberg's gonna let you play their reindeer games. Hot. <laughs> uh, JD says at Westerberg, the only thing that changed was the amount of metal detectors. Then Veronica asks who he is, saying that everyone's gotta be uh, somebody. JD questions that and then says the following. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a doozy. Um, quote, I'm white, I'm black, I'm pro-gun, I'm queer, I'm post-queer, I'm a post-queer pro-gun Latino, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? <laughs> End quote. <laughs> when I heard that for the first time, I went, huh? 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 I was like, what is happening? Then he says that they'll all end up in the corn nut landfill in the sky. Veronica calls him an overdramatic loser. <laughs> nice. Then JD says that everyone was grown to love everyone no matter what, but a little self-hatred is good for the soul. The school mm. bell rings and Veronica says, how just, before leaving. Oh, this part is funny. Um, then in the bathroom, Veronica is telling Heather Duke about, um, JD, and Duke's like, Ugh, he's in high school. And I agree that high school boys are gross. Oh. A girl comes in and Duke yells at her being like, there's no girls in the girls' restroom. Same. <laughs> after, game. after she leaves, Veronica expresses the idea that being normal is the next... truly revolutionary thing then duke says god veronica how come you're always snaping everyone else's jizz the quotes in this show are terrible makes me want to call the police oh here's another really good one um after that duke and veronica get slushies they walk out and duke exclaims oh my clit I feel that. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, uh, Veronica sees that Heather McNamara is in the car making out with the teacher, Mr. Waters, who, fun fact, is named after the director of the movie. I can't remember. I think it's like Daniel Waters. Fun fact. Uh, Duke takes pictures and says Heather Chandler is going to freak out when she finds out that Heather McNamara isn't a lesbian. And, like, the sleeping with the teacher thing is bad, but she could easily be bisexual or pansexual. Like, they're like, oh, she's with a man. She can't possibly still be a part of the community. <laughs> Obviously. You can only like one gender, Sarah. Obviously. And it has uh, to be the opposite one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just not allowed to date anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go sit in my corner. <laughs> uh, Veronica convinces Duke not to tell Heather Chandler about it. About it. Uh, Veronica is home that night when a car honks, and she says she has to Tesla, 
and I wanted to scream. In the movie, it's, I got a motor, which is also weird, but Tesla is worse. Yeah. Like, ill. Her dad asks why he can't get something off his iPad, and we get the same scene from the movie. It's because you're an idiot, Dad. Oh, yeah. You too. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. Um, oh, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you didn't like it, you can just admit it, Bailey. I almost called you Heather. <laughs> um... Chandler brings her up the stairs to a Koenig party, and I have no idea what that is. I think it's like a fancy schmancy rich people art party. Ew. Uh, she tells Veronica not to embarrass her. Veronica promised she won't act like she's impressed by anything. Heather makes her take a picture of her in front of three shovels that someone thought was art. That's really doing the bare minimum. Heather gets mad that the picture is centered, and she calls Veronica an Ugg Boot Latte. <laughs> Lovely. Honestly. Amazing. Wow. Um, Veronica has a vision of her burying Heather alive. And then Heather really reminds me of 40 from you. Um... <laughs> She tries to get the attention of this girl she idolizes, but the girl sees her and is like, oh, gotta go, which is very 40. It's even funnier since I mentioned that Heather's actress was in the second season of You. But do you remember that scene when they're at the party? She, uh, he's trying to talk to uh, Henderson's manager, and he, she's just like, oh, 40, hi. Oh, hi, I guess you're here. Uh, and then tells him that he doesn't have it. Who who actually has it? Honestly. Honestly. It is just a thing that people make up. Fair. Um, so... Veronica makes eye contact with this guy, and then it cuts to them in a car. He's doing some kind of sexual act on her. I'm not sure, because all we see her, and then he's, like, bent over... I'm assuming some type of, like, oral sex on her. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, she, she's scrolling on her phone, and she sees that Heather did post that picture of Ram, and Veronica yells, No way! So the guy jumps up and makes a big deal out about him, like, stopping. He's like, I just want you to know, I stopped as soon as I heard the word no. And she's like, how noble. She gets out of the car and storms up to Heather and says, What is your father wound, Heather? What? She says, What is your father wound? Instead of, What's your damage? But it's even worse because they say, What's your damage at one point? So, like, what? <sighs> so, yeah. Not great, honestly. Like, Get the father wound? Yeah, honestly. It's uncomfortable. But Heather asks her, she's like, why are you being so toasty, Veronica? And that's the only, one of the only terms that I'll excuse because I'm pretty sure my sister says that. She'll be like, Sarah, why are you being so toasty? I will not excuse that. What the frick is that? <laughs> it's like, why are you being, like, so rude? No. Or no, my sister says, why are you being so toasty? So I will forgive it. Which one? Um, why are you being so to- Oh, 
sister, um, either Alyssa or Haley. I think it's Alyssa. I like how I asked which one, like, that would have made a difference. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like it if, uh, I, I like all your sisters. I'm not gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shut up, shut up, Bailey, you're making it worse. Um. I love you. Veronica gets mad about the post and says that Ram's life is going to be ruined. And Heather says that even if he can't go to college, he'll realize that what he did was wrong. And I'm just going to say it. I already said it earlier. But Heather is the... Like, people like Heather are the reason that the term social justice warrior is such a negative thing. She's the epitome of an SJW. The epitome. Heather calls Veronica nothing... But Veronica's like, at least I'm a good person. Heather's like, grow up. And then she says the following, quote, You're Panera. You're Sparrow. You're Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Veronica backs up and knocks over a giant, quote, art display. Art display. Of drain cleaner and spills it on Heather. Oopsies drain cleaner maybe just drink it next time (gasps) drain cleaner she yells at her for ruining her skirt and then veronica says one of the most angry things i've heard from this show and so she says well lick it up fatty lick it up They took the ink iconic, lick it up, baby, lick it up, line and used it to have our main character fat shame someone. Why? Okay, we gotta move on before I get upset. Honestly. Heather rightfully gets mad and says she's about to get flamed. She... And then we cut to Veronica writing in her, in her diary about how she'll be ruined if Veronica posts about her. And she'll be known as the girl who fat shamed Heather Chandler. Maybe you shouldn't have freaking done it. Honestly. She also blames... <laughs> she blames society for giving a high school senior more power than William Randolph Hearst. Which is a random name, but go off. And then she's like, ugh, why did I call her a fatty? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. Then she wishes Heather was dead so she can finally be free. Suddenly. Free of the consequences of fat shaming. Honestly. (laughs) Oh, I wish she could die so I don't have to, like, deal with the consequences of me calling her fat. God, ugh. I have to deal with the consequences of my actions. Oh, my God. God, I want someone (gasps) to die so I don't have to do that. Suddenly. JD opens her door and comes in. He takes her diary, reads from it quickly before slamming it down. Then he says, quote, we're young, we're free. Let's snort Adderall, make out, and get slushies. <laughs> Bet. I would gladly. <laughs> <laughs> gladly. Then we're at Snappy Snack Shack. Like, I'm kind of sad that they made it 7-Eleven in the musical. There's a 7-Eleven right there. Each store is the same, from Las Vegas to Boston. Linoleum aisles that I love to get lost in. I pray at my altar of slush. (laughs) Okay, we're done. But Kurt is comforting Ram over the 
uh, Instagram post being like, it's okay, look what I got you. He got him mineral water, a candy dish, a postcard of Joan Crawford. This sounding familiar? No. <laughs> those are those homosexual artifacts I was talking about before. I love homosexual artifacts. And a stud puppy, but Kurt is like, oh, no, that's for me. Because that's right, guys, Kurt is gay in this show. Um, JD and Veronica come in talking about where he's been. We also find out that instead of demolition like the movie and musical, this version of Big Bud Dean is the fracking king of Ohio. He's into fracking. I'm into fracking, too. No, do you not know what fracking is? No, I do. I wanted to make a dirty joke, though. You suck. <laughs> um, then Veronica tells him she embarrassed Heather at a Koenig party, and JD congratulates her. He says that Koenig parties are, quote, a bunch of uptight trust fund kids staring, standing around analyzing the meaning of a pile of dirt, which I agree. He says... That he can beat a Koenig party at the Snappy Snack Shack. He puts his phone in a cup and plays music. Then he gives Veronica a blue slushie. He messes with those bubble gun things. Then they drive up to Heather's house and JD suggests they put a Nazi hat on her head and post it on her social media to ruin her. When Veronica asks where he got the Nazi hat, JD says that his dad collects it because it reminds him of a simpler time. So, Big Bud Dean is also a Nazi. Got it. Interesting. Not surprised. He also gives her some pills that I cannot pronounce the name of, which they induce vomiting that um Hitler carried around. He puts them in a bag of corn nuts and they sneak in. Then they put it, put the hat on her head and take some pictures that look like selfies. Then JD starts a video and just as she wakes up and she says, what the queef is this? <laughs> yeah, this show nice. is cringy. Heather mocks Ver Veronica's diary to the camera by saying, dear cruel world. Everyone thinks that I have so, have it so great, but the truth is I'm worthless because I'm nothing. In order to get her phone back, she had to down that bag of corn nuts from before. To get her to do it, we get some more fat shaming, this time by JD. The fat shaming works, and she does it. Then she starts choking and falls into a glass table. And a very pretty glass table at that. Because I had, like, some rose petals inside of it. It's really freaking pretty. And then JD's like... For Christmas. <laughs> JD's like... <gasps> These are suicide pills. And instead of the, I just killed my best friend and your worst enemy, same difference. We get, you just killed my best friend. You said you wanted her dead. Metaphorically. And it doesn't, no. it doesn't hit the same. <laughs> uh, and then Veronica says, I'm going to be experimenting with lesbianism at San Quentin instead of Sarah Lawrence. Instead of... I'm gonna- they're gonna have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. But instead it's lesbianism, cause this show sucks. JD decides they should make a suicide video. He uses the video where Heather mocks Veronica 
but making it seem like it's her, like, suicide video. Then Veronica's like, oh, it'll get more hits if we keep it under 10 seconds, which is really messed up, but okay. True, but... They post it, and JD says, young minds like ourselves can't be expected to know right from wrong when the people society tells us to admire most are the very people that who have made billions finding new and innovative ways to rename criminal behavior. And that's so true, but I don't want to agree with this show. <sighs> they leave and they go to school. Uh, a kid tells Veronica that Heather Chandler's suicide video made it to the homepage of CNN. Veronica ignores this kid and continues inside, putting some shades on. And then we cut to one of the most frustrating scenes of the entire show. The drama teacher, Maurice, says that um, he finds the Nazi imagery to be a really powerful statement about teen oppression. Which makes me want to throw up. It's like the conservative people saying that mask mandates are as oppressive as the hol- the Holocaust. That makes like, me want to stab somebody in the throat. Yeah. <clears throat> Freaking. Uh. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. I feel like all of the kids in the show would bark at us. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain what, like, why that's a thing? I don't know. Why barking is a thing. I've had that threatened at me. Being like, oh, you're a liberal. Are you going to bark at me with your blue hair? It's blonde, first of all. Shut up. The entire time he's saying that, the principal is confused that Heather is popular and fat. Oh, no. Mr. Waters suggests that they should close the school to care for the students who need comfort. Thank you. But he still sucks. But the principal won't leave it alone that a fat girl is popular. Now here's the conversation that almost broke me. And the damn nerds. Don't tell me they're popular too. And the trans kid. The blacks had a good run. Obviously the gays and Jews are over. What the frick? I want to stick, after that, I wanted to stick my head in a bread slicer like the scene from Fear Street Part 1. I wanted to be Kate, just like, It looked delicious. Especially because she was covered in cake. Um, we're definitely going to cover those, because those are fun and gay. (gasps) Can we cover, um, there's somebody in our house? Maybe. I still have to watch that. It has a gender-fluid character and a gay character who got beat up. Aww. Not because they're gay. Well, maybe. He might have gotten beat up more because he was gay. Okay, anyways. Heathers. <laughs> um, but Miss Fleming gets mad about what they're saying and says she wants to hold a celebration of life rally. The principal agrees, but after everyone leaves, he still won't leave it alone that she was overweight. So, Heather McNamara and Duke are being sad over a picture of Heather. Duke says that she needs to practice her eulogy, but Mac says she was going to give it. They start arguing, and uh, Mac then says that Heather would like to be euthanized by an actual female. Ew. Not to mention she said euthanized instead of eulogized. Oh, it's euthanized. I'm gonna be euthanized at your. I, wait, you're gonna you're gonna euthanize me at my funeral. 
Um, but yeah, that's so gross. Like, really? We're supposed to like her and she's being transphobic? But okay. But then Duke says that Heather would want to be eulogized by someone who's actually a part of the LGBTQIA plus community and shows the picture of her and Mr. Waters. But again, she could be bi or pan. And then Duke posts that picture to social media to expose her. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> Betty tells Veronica that she was sad about Heather. Veronica invites her to play a game of croquet and that Betty can be blue, but Betty refuses. Then during the assembly for Heather, Veronica is having a daydream where the drama teacher is like, we gotta call out who's really to blame for this. The murderess herself! And then points at Veronica, but it's only a daydream. In reality, the drama teacher is blaming drugs for her death. But then he opens it up for someone to give the eulogy. Heather Max starts to stand up, but Duke's like, sit down, and she sits down all defeated. And as Duke goes to stand up, Betty stands up. Everyone's shocked. Betty talks about how she was neighbors with Heather, and they were really good friends, but then high school came and they split apart and says that she blames society for Heather hating her, and that one day they can all be friends, they just need to take a stand and see that they're all one, and then everyone claps for her! Woo! No. And then, in the hallway, Betty and some other girls walk down the hallway, acting all cool while the same awful song plays that the heathers walked in on the nobody speak nobody get choked boo boo jd says something cringy about betty and then veronica says the iconic f me gently with a chainsaw line but this time it's as bland as my civics teacher that that was a joke um my civics teacher's name is mr bland that that was the joke but, like, instead of the, like, powerful that it is in the movie and musical, this time it's, well, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Like, where's the oomph? You said a naughty word. I'm quoting something, so. Can I say it? Yeah, you've been able to say it. Okay, let's continue. At JD's house, him and Veronica are watching an interview with Heather Matt. She says that she remembers Heather Chandler's kindness. She says that you don't get to 245,000 followers unless you're truly a good person. Yeah, that's not true. I can name some examples. Trump, Candace Owens, Pierce Morgan, Kanye West, Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and many more. I could go on. Bailey got any more? Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas, David Dobrik, um... James Charles, Ch- oh, Shane Dawson, Shane Dawson, Jeffrey Star. Oh my God, um, Tana Mojo. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna sit for her still. Ew. I know. She's still hot as fuck though. Okay. You, you ever seen her titties? Oh, honestly, anyone in the Trump family. Let's be completely honest here. Okay. Um, JD's dad comes home and they still have that thing where the dad acts like the son and JD pretends to be the dad. Like, how was your work day of work, pops? Not bad, son. 
Um, Dean complains about this journalist who wrote an article about how fracking is bad for Ohio, which it is. And then JD says a line that actually made me laugh. He goes, tough times to be a rich white dude, son. Like, you tell him, JD. It's also his monotone because he says, tough times to be a rich white dude, son. I'm like, yes, tell him. But then JD says his presence has been lovely, but him and his girlfriend would like to start having sexual intercourse. And the way he said sexual intercourse weirded me out because it was just like sexual intercourse. Like, ew, you nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Veronica's like, well, your dad hates me. And then JD's like, well, he was normal until the incident, which is when his mom killed himself. And this is the scene when I really feel, like, realized just how traumatized JD must have been from that day. We get a fade to black and some text that says, earlier that day. Chandler's parents rush in and see her body and then her dad, like, pounds on her back, like, reverse, uh, uh, chest compressions, but, like, on her back. And then Heather lunges up alive. That's right, in the show, Heather Chandler lives. Yeah. <laughs> Heather pukes, meaning it was the right pills. But Heather yells at them to get out as the mom complains about how the carpets are ruined. Oh no! Her mom sucks. Um, Heather sees the text, and then she sees the video, and she's about to get mad, but then she sees there's 27 million likes. And she's like, I'm famous. And then we cut to black and have credits. Okay. What do we think about the first episode before we move on to the second one? I think it's kind of dog water. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of what? Dog water. (laughs) Anything that really pisses you off about this episode? The fat shaming. Yeah. That and the transphobia that we're going to see a lot more of. Especially in this next episode. And, like, the racism, but them not actually caring. What racism? The, 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 the beginning. With the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. They well, they actually care. did care, but, like... But I feel like they they didn't care. They were like, oh. You're writing that, and I'm gonna bully you. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Let's start on the second episode noise so it opens with a shot of a pool in text that says text that says eight years ago veronica and betty's moms are talking about jd's mom's death as they're talking veronica and betty are playing croquet betty's like please don't knock me out again but veronica does and they go running after the ball and see a bloody croquet mallet they keep going And Betty starts screaming, but we don't get to see what she's screaming at. And then we get a title card, and this episode is called She's Going to Cry. Um, Veronica and JD are reading people, like, things about, like, where people are saying nice things about Heather. She calls one girl who said nice things about her, Hamburger Helpless. Yikes. Um, JD says people are predictable. He mocks people being sad about Robin Williams' death, which pissed me off because I was genuinely sad about that. I loved his movies as a kid, and I quote Mrs. Doubtfire daily. 
Layla, get back in your cell. Don't make me get the hose. Yeah, I hear you say that all the time. <laughs> I, I quote that movie all the time. Oh, and when we, during James and the Giant Peach, the one lady goes, lovely. And I was like, she sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. Lovely, dear. And then whenever someone, like, needs me, I'm like, help is on the way, dear. I fucking love that movie. But, yeah. Also, he was a big gay ally, so shut up, JD. Um, then he talks about um, a black kid getting shot. Quote, let me insert myself into this incredibly complex racial issue. Not because I actually give a shit, but just so I can help define who I am. Which is bull cringy and true like that's calling out all the people that like obviously this was before that but like people who would like post the black square like the blackout tuesday thing and then like not actually do anything to help like not sign petitions make donations like any of that like not even like share information like you suck people she, uh, then he says that people will use other people's tragedies to help make them feel better. And Veronica's like, well, maybe we're being too harsh and some people might have actually liked Heather. And JD's like, well, she got what she deserved. And Veronica tells him that Heather was her friend and that she hates all her friends when JD reminds her that she hated Heather. She's like, I hate all my friends, which I kind of vibe with. Oh. No, not like that. Not like that. Just joking, I know. <laughs> they start making out and are about to, like, start having sex, but then Veronica sees Heather Chandler outside. JD's like, you're probably just stressed out. Go home. After she leaves, he touches a button on the wall and grabs a knife from inside. And then he starts walking around in the rain, but then he stops when he sees that his car is covered in rose petals, and on the uh, windshield it says, What's your damage? See? Like, why'd you say father wound if you're gonna use what's your damage later? Ugh. He thinks about Veronica and rushes to her house. Veronica gets home and starts changing before Heather appears in the mirror. We cut to JD coming in through the window. Veronica's like, Heather's alive! Then Heather talks about, like, oh, she attempted suicide. Which makes us wonder why she's saying all this, pretending that she actually wanted to kill herself. While she's talking, JD has a knife behind his back. He's ready to go. And she says that she found some poison pills and took it. And then a miracle happened and the pill didn't break. Which means that I was wrong. JD did get the wrong pills. It just didn't break. She says she was meant to be the new face of suicide and JD and Veronica will help. Then... We cut to Duke, Mac, and Veronica in the bathroom when Betty and two girls come in. One dead names Heather Duke. And when she corrects her, she asks, she's like, "Is that? does it say Heather on your birth certificate? And Duke no, asks... I'll write Heather on your fucking face. Duke asks if it says aborted queef weasel on hers. She's like, does it say aborted queef weasel on yours? Which is gross, but... And then Betty steps in and tells Duke that girls need to feel safe and have safe spaces and they don't feel safe with men around. Duke calls them twisty-fingered clit witches and tells Duke Mac to come on. 
I want to start calling people twisty fingered clit witches. As you should. <laughs> That's my new insult. You twisty fingered clit witch. <laughs> and then, um, Mac is like, oh, I want to stay. So Duke pushes her into a bathroom stall. And Mac is like, the girls will respect me more. And then, um, just take out the ER from Heather, and that's her dead name. She sa- she calls her her dead name, and then it goes, er. And then says that the winds of friendship have changed. She leaves, and when Duke tries to get Veronica to come as well, Veronica's like, oh, I'm meeting up with JD. And she's like, you too, and leaves. At lunch, Mac tries to sit with Betty, and Betty's like, oh, I accept everyone, except for people that sleep with their teachers. She's like, you're a minor, so you basically enabled a pedophile. Which is such victim-blaming bullshit. Like, honestly. Honestly. Heather Duke uh, won't let her sit with her either because she stabbed her in the back, which kind of true. Then, just as Mac sits down, her and Mr. Waters get called to the office. Then we get another frustrating conversation with the staff. Which, all of them are frustrating. Uh, Miss Fleming says that Heather was taken advantage of by Mr. Waters, but Mr. Waters argues that Heather took advantage of him. Heather tries to explain, but Fleming is like, Heather, we can't figure out what happens if you keep trying to talk. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Miss Fleming goes on a rant about about the patriarchy and blaming the victim. And then calls him a misogynist. But Mr. Waters is like, you're the misogynist for assuming that Heather can't take advantage of me because she's a girl. Like, shut up. And then since it's all men, they agree with him. And are like, yeah, you're a misogynist. You're anti-woman. Miss Fleming says that the photo, the photo is proof that she slept with her. That she slept with him. Ah. Then Mr. Waters is like, it could be Photoshop. And the drama teacher, Maurice agrees and says the kids these days are eating those drugs and running that photoshop high as a kite do you remember that time in computer class in eighth grade when you were like what is wrong with you sarah and i'm like i don't know i just ate a lot of drugs and you're like you can't eat drugs (laughs) good times (laughs) then when miss fleming asks why the drama teacher maurice is there he's like i'm here for the drama but the but y'all straight people disappointed me once again (laughs) then mr water is like oh so we can openly mock straight people now yeah (sighs) he (laughs) is such like one of those straight white men who thinks that he's so oppressed it's annoying he's who bo burnham was mocking in straight white male Straight white man, I know the road looks tough ahead. The women want rights, the gays want kids. What? Can't you just leave us alone and also no to the things you asked for? (laughs) That's a bop. (laughs) Certified bop. Um, They all start fighting and then the principal agrees... Is like, stop. David, I agree with you. We can't be sure. But if another girl comes forward, you're fired. Then Veronica is dazing during class, but is snapped back back to reality when Duke 
tells her to get off the spectrum for once and help her pass out black roses. What the frick? Yeah, straight up just ableism. She's like, God, Veronica, can't you get off the spectrum for once and help me pass these out? Like, ill. Bro, is this school in the South or something? It's in Ohio, which kind of makes sense. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but these black roses are an invitation to a morning party. She invites two nerds when one of them, who plays Calvin in season two of You, um, he's the one that works at an Avrin. He's the black guy. That gets fired at the end of season two because he talks back to 40 and he's like, fine, I'll evacuate everyone else before their pathetic junkie boss fires them too. Oh. Yeah. But he asks the other guy if he's going, but the other guy who is Dylan, the 116th First Nations people, um... He says that he's not going because if he doesn't get a thigh gap by prom, he's going to kill himself. Am I the only one who's never wanted a thigh gap? Like, I hate my thighs, but I don't want a thigh gap. I've never had one. Yeah, I know you've never had one. It's a rare thing. I don't have one. But also, it's kind of creepy. Like, not shaming anyone that has a thigh gap, but like, why do you want one? Veronica convinces heather to invite heather mcnamara duke then makes a big speech about how wisterberg want wants her but then sees that betty is inviting people to a party she even invites duke and then duke calls her a deep fried lobster baby as she should (laughs) which is an insult i will be using from now on that and dad sizzle did i tell you about that Dad sizzle was a swear word back in the, like, 17 and 1800s. Like, oh, dad sizzle. You dad sizzling deep fried lobster baby. I have Shakespeare insults somewhere. (laughs) I'm not going to get them, but. Okay. And then Mr. Waters confronts Heather McNamara saying that he got, she got him fired. And then Max's like, well, he said that you would only get fired if more girls came forward. And then there's like, the three girls sitting next to us came forward. And then she's like, you cheated on me with ugly girls? And then he yells at her that uh, she ruined his life and that he has to register as a sex offender. Oh, poor baby. Maybe next time, don't be a sex offender. Don't sex offend and maybe you won't become a sex offender. Heather says that she loved him and had feelings for him, and he says, next time, take your feelings out on someone else before you hurt an innocent bystander. Sure, you're an innocent bystander, buddy, you sex offender! You're gonna grow to hate him, trust me. If you don't hate him already, you definitely will later. Then, Veronica shows up at Chandler's, and she was asked to buy corn nuts, hemorrhoid cream, adult diapers, and extra small condoms. And then Heather starts laughing that Veronica fell for her prank. Then she calls her a jacuzzi turd. (laughs) Yeah. She asks to see how everyone is mourning her. And then she gets mad that someone is texting and someone else is wearing white. She says Veronica needs to make sure everything is ready for her to come back to Westerberg because of their deal. 
Which is probably to make sure she doesn't tell anyone about, you know, the, the attempted murder. You know, Just gotta make sure like, no one finds out. You know, everyone has that secret. Yeah. I tried to kill Sarah the other day. It's fine. Um, we cut to Heather Mack in her very yellow room. She looks very... Um, her room looks very similar to the room from the movie. She even has the little yellow bird. Her parents come in and ask her if she's feeling suicidal. She says no, but her parents push her to say yes by being like, Oh, well, like, your life is ruined. Your friend killed herself. Your friends abandoned you. Um, you ended a relationship with a teacher. And, like, her mom is like, when you look at the whole picture, it's like you have nothing to live for. I'm sorry, do you want her to kill herself? Because it really seems like they're like, come on, just kill yourself so we don't have to deal with you. Like, they're literally like, come on, just do it. Like, we all know you want to. Stop. They tell her that they see her and then they leave while they are like, oh, you did a really good job telling her that stuff. It's like, you did good eye contact. And then Heather Duke is pacing around while her stepmom, played by Selma Blair from Legally Blonde, she plays Vivian. She's smoking. Duke tells her not to smoke her whore cigarettes in the house because people are coming over. Um, her step- whore cigarettes. <laughs> her stepmom says that she doesn't think anyone's coming. Then Heather's like, when my dad wakes up from his coma, I'll tell him that you've been at a strip club every night and he'll divorce you. And then the stepmom is like, I'm going to give you some advice. And I love this advice. Fuck it all and get that money. I bet you <laughs> nice. love that advice. Mm-hmm. Heather answers the door and we see a shining light, but we don't see who's there. We just know that Heather is happy about it. Then we cut to Betty's party at the roller rink. I hate the roller rink because I sprained my wrist last time I was there. Betty approaches Veronica, so JD's like, ugh, and leaves. Betty invites her to sit at the table with her, but Veronica's like, I want to give obscurity a try for a while, so no. And then she's like, you're lost, and she leaves. And then JD comes back just as she leaves and asks why Veronica hangs out with her. She's like, oh, come on, just let her have her moment in the sun. And JD's like, well, her moment in the sun is giving everyone else skin cancer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, there are some good one-liners. And then she's like, well, I have history with her. And when JD presses, she's like, I'm not saying it anymore. And, like, JD's like, come on, just tell me more. I want to get to know you. Um, then she's like, all right, but let's skate. And she tells them the story, tells us all the story, as well as JD. The story that we heard in the beginning about her and Betty as kids with the croquet game. But now we yeah. find out what they saw. Their best friend Lucy was dead, and they... And the whole state looked for the croquet killer before a girl fell down in the well and everyone forgot. Lovely. Lovely. Then they're interrupted by the DJ introducing Betty. And then she's like, who misses Heather Chandler? And they're like, woo! And then she's like, you guys give yourself a round of applause because we have truly mourned her so hard. Like, it's really cringy and really offensive, even though she didn't kill herself, but, like, still. Heather Mack starts to go outside, but then we see another light, and she smiles. 
Then Betty announces that Back to Basics is the prom theme. But, like, what does that even mean? What is Back to Basics? But, like... And then the mic cuts out and Halo by Beyonce starts. I can see a Halo, Halo, Halo. I can't sing, but yeah. The Heathers glide through fog on roller skates with Chandler in white. Everyone's in awe and is happy, besides Veronica and JD and Betty. And then Heather Chandler is like, all right, Betty, get off stage. Take your back to basic sign with you. And then she tells everyone, she's like, I'm alive. And life is about helping people that are less fortunate and not being popular. So I will become the new face of suicide. Everyone claps. And then uh, she's like, I'll be there for anyone that's in pain. And then everyone claps again. And then the DJ puts Halo back on as she like starts to hug people before gliding around with the Heathers again. And then McNamara... Says that she was like, I'm so glad you're back. I was in such a dark place. And then Heather berates her for trying to sit with Betty earlier. And says that lying about being a lesbian is a hate crime. Okay. For the last time. She could be by or pan! Okay. That actually hurt my head a little. Do you need some water? I'm fine. Okay. She tells McNamara to take the bus because she's bus trash. And then Duke says something shady to her and leaves as well. Now I'm going to give a final warning to skip this part. If suicide is really triggering for you, I will once again have it in the show notes. Have the times. This scene is kind of rough. So McNamara is riding around alone as the DJ tells everyone not to kill themselves and plays Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Sometimes you gotta turn around and say goodbye. But till then, are you gonna let him, let him make you cry? Da-da-da, da-da-da. Hold on for one more day. That's the song, by the way. Um, Mac goes into the bathroom and starts sobbing. And then she takes out a handheld mirror and looks at herself before smashing it against the sink. And then she takes out a shard and holds, holds it. Then we cut to her wandering around with blood dripping from her wrists. Then there's, she's on the uh, actual like skating rink um, with the blood trailing behind her. And the other skaters are like spreading it as they go over, which I don't know how you don't see a giant pile of blood. Heather stumbles outside, blood all over the railing. And she tries to get help, but one girl's like, can't you see Betty's in pain, Heather? Just so messed up. She's literally showing you her cut open wrists. Wrists. But okay. (sighs) Heather keeps going home, blood still dripping from her wrists. Which I don't know how she made it all the way home without passing out or dying from blood loss. Like, blood is pouring out of your wrists and you're walking home with it still happening. You would be dead. But whatever. She goes inside and sits on the couch between her parents, drenching the couch in blood. The parents have a condescending conversation, being like, Oh, Heather's finally on time. It's a miracle. As Heather leans back and finally dies from the blood loss as Hold On plays us to a title screen. And that's the episode. Before we go to overall thoughts of the first two episodes, let's talk about this episode. 
what 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 do you have to say about this episode it was a weird one yeah um transphobia victim blaming love that straight white men being gross not surprising (laughs) (laughs) um just they treat her horribly and it's really sad um yeah (laughs) <laughs> do you think this is good representation and why is the answer no <laughs> okay because <laughs> like oh, oh, dead naming people like in characters people. we're supposed to like yeah and like a lesbian thing where they're like mm, you can only be a lesbian straight and Broskies. straight and lesbian are the only options you, you see this yeah. Well, they can't see it. It's a pan flag. <laughs> it's it's really bad. They do make some good points with some things, but overall, it's 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 awful. I will just say the next episode is called "Date Rapes and Age Jokes," which is something that JD Speaking says in the movie. White Mill. <laughs> Honestly, it's like. They bring nothing to this world except date rapes and aged and aid jokes. I guess that's it for right now. Um, Bailey, you can follow us on Twitter at Be Gay Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Be Gay Do Crimes Pod. Join our Patreon. Be Gay Do Crimes Podcast. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. Will you marry me? No. I'll give you a dollar. No. Well, thank you guys for listening, and remember, be gay, do cry. Bye, 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 bye.